Yo! Vape town. Getting a vape on. Five, four, three, two, one. The thing was off. Five, four, three, two, one. Blow! <laughs> I just vape your face! Where's that drop? Get to the drop. Video game music. There is no drop. I don't know what happened. This dubstep blows. <laughs> here, here, here. There. Vape. We're vaping. Welcome to Star Trek Star to Steer Her by Star Trek Podcast. We're on a vape craze. Woohoo! Get your vape on. We are professional vapists. My name is the Vape Boy Jake. This is Chris. This is Ames. And this is always Caitlin. We're vaping hard! Oh, 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 Yeah! Vaping around, vaping up top, vaping down, vaping low, vaping high, vaping around, vaping these things all vaping my vape pole. Stick it up your vape, stick it up your vape, put it in a vape and make it break. Whoa! That got got dark fast. Anyway. Can somebody insert like a fucking sound there? (laughs) No, because I don't know how to do that. I don't feel like learning. Anyway. Everybody's a grumpus. Yeah, guys. Uh, So it is... Vape week on a star to steer her by. Why is it vape week? Isn't every week vape week? I do declare it is vape (coughs) vape week. No, we were just indulging ourselves in some. uh, We don't don't we. I was indulging myself in some professional, (laughs) professional quality produced vape (laughs) trick videos on YouTube. Dot com. So if you, listener, dear listener, are a vapist, then I encourage you to go out there and... Uh, Never be like these people. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to be really, really cool, then don't be like these people. But if you kind of are a loser and... I don't know. I will say, I, I would like to, to somehow send these videos back to little me. Be like, it's okay, little you who feel so lonely and nerdy. At least you're not as pathetic as these motherfuckers. If we could somehow combine our love of Star Trek with vaping, I think we would really be on to something. I mean, that's just... Possibly that's the just most the socially race. isolating combination of things to happen Poor to anybody. Mendon. Yeah, yeah. We we were talking... We, so we, we were watching a vape video, and I made note that, you know, Mendon <laughs> would have schooled... Schooled these motherfuckers. I just kept hoping the video was going to involve a zoo break and just a lion was going to pounce in from the side and kill these people. And I've decided this is actually my calling and that when I become a professional vapist, my stage name will be Mendon. I love it. (laughs) I think... uh, In fact, it'll it'll actually be Woman-Dom because... There was also Mordok was the other one? Yeah, but he was lame, I think. Mordok sounded too much like Morlock. Mm. Anyway, what episodes are we watching? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. We're doing a Star Trek Trek podcast. So everything up until now has been cut. uh, Let me vape us in. So this week on a Star Trek to steer her by. That's not whatever. You know what it is. On this week's episode, we're talking about two episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, season four. (laughs) It's also episode one hundred and two of our show. 
These ones are episodes... Uh, sounds like somebody can't handle their baby. Season nope. 4, episode 20 and 21, respectively, the Vapalicious Q-Pid, and uh, we get ourselves a nice vaping in uh, the drumhead. The drum head. So, wow. just Whenever to... it's Jake's turn to intro, we should just skip these. Mm. <laughs> Just to do a, a quip overvape of these episodes. <laughs> uh, in Cupid, we're at uh, we're at the planet Tagus Two, not to be confused with Magics Two. Or I was thinking of that also, actually. Uh, Magus Two. Whatever. Oh, we're at Tagus. Or Magus. Magus Two. We're at Tagus. Magus Three. No, I had it all wrong. We're at Tagus Three. Entirely no, different. Nothing. Planet. Totally, totally different place. This is next door to, to Tagus too. You're at the wrong house, sir. <laughs> so yeah, there's so Picard's gonna do this like archaeology symposium thing because I guess there's some really cool ruins on the planet that no one can go and see because they've been sealed off. So, but they're still they'll still talk about them. <clears throat> Before he can give his speech, he gets a, his boner when uh, when he is greeted by a horgon in his quarters and one very sultry vash. Uh, he, he's greeted with a horgon in his quarters. Also, they brought a structure. Yes. Eh, yep. Vash is there. That's mo- yep. That's and uh, she seduces word. the captain. That's not true. They were going to bone the second we saw her. And then, of course, the next morning, Beverly shows up to get hers. And um, <laughs> and there's a little Check awkwardness. Check it off the daily to-do list. Picard's very awkward about the whole thing. Then Q shows up and Q's like, Cap, Mon Capitan. I want uh, in on this. I wanted to thank you for helping me get back in good with the continuum. So, you know, I one wish, give me a wish. And Picard's like, I don't want your wish because you are exactly the kind of genie that every genie in fiction has ever been, which is a trickster. Mm-hmm. Um, so please just leave and then... Q decides on his own that he's going to fix the relationship between Vash and Picard because they have a little spat. So so Q's like, I'm going to fix this. So to fix it, he transports them all to Nottingham in uh, old jolly old England and get, makes all of the, the crew of the Enterprise into the characters from Robin Hood's Merry Men. And he makes Vash made Marion. And and he himself and Q himself gets to play the sheriff of Rottingham. That's from the other Robin Hood movie, which had Patrick Stewart, uh, mm. Men in Tights. Mm. Yeah, so that all happens. They do a little. Uh, they have a little uh, adventure. Picard rescues the the fair maid, and then he has to be rescued himself by everybody else. And uh, everybody works together. Nobody gets killed. And Vash is like Jesus. Q is so much more exciting than Jean Luc old guy so she uh ditches picard to go and uh she gets a little uh steal riches throughout time with q's help yeah she gets a little she gets she she so so q ste- so in the end of the day q's effort to do good for picard ends up with him stealing his girlfriend <laughs> so good 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 job q you did you did good well i mean if he can't be with picard he wants to be picard that's, and that's understandable hmm. i bet you q <laughs> could transform his penis into a little picard head uh, oh, a little, little Captain Picard with little hair on which it. he, which he probably does while he masturbates. Oh, I'm sure, obviously, not, not clearly. Anywho, also, this episode had the greatest line in the world. Oh yeah, I protest. I am not a merry man. 
yeah. I'm I, glad that you knew what I meant. Oh, of course. Oh, it's yeah, one it's, of, it's, it's one but, of but it was more but it was more like it was I am not a merry man. Like it was very like I don't know. It, I, I just it was so beautiful. It's one of those Michael there Dorn were like so there were like four or five of these like just absolutely excellent wharf deliveries. There's this one, there's um there's the uh, good tea, there's one Riker, like there's just there's just these times when when Michael Dorn just totally nails a line delivery, and uh, this is among them. Would you say that his awesome lines are comparable to the women? I, I would say so. Okay, I think yeah. so. I, I, like I, I, I think his agree. are intentionally great, whereas the women was hilarious, was just hilariously bad delivery. Okay, after a it's fun... not a good delivery of the women though. Yeah. After a hilarious romp in Cupid, we jump immediately to... Drumhead. The Drumhead. McCarthyism. Witch hunts. You know, this is like some Robert Mueller shit going down here. You get it? Yeah. Courtroom drama. No, so, uh, yeah, so there's been a, there's been a sabotage. Sabotage? Uh, sabotage. <laughs> Don't correct me. Uh, no, so we've got, we have a, a spy on board. We've, that's what we first learned. There's a Klingon exchange student uh, <clears throat> with a very tassely jacket. What's tassely? On board the Enterprise. Turns out that he's been smuggling secrets to the Romulans, a possible foreshadowing of a Romulan Klingon alliance. Well, they are back, aren't they not? They are back. They're very back. Back again. Guess who's back? <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, Klingon turns out he's a spy. He's been injecting himself with secrets. Yeah, that was wild technology. I look forward to discussing that. I liked that. that. That was cool. And then the, and just <coughs> maybe, or maybe not coincidentally, the warp core explodes. Warps lol. So they figure, well, this is a big problem. So they get, Jordy uh, was masturbating they call now. out of retirement, <laughs> the great, the one, the legendary, the woman, the myth, the legend, Admiral Nora Satie. Um, who's just this like, crotchety old lady with a mid-Atlantic accent <laughs> who is there to uh, proceed over the investigation. Preside? So, preside over, thank you. Preside over okay. the investigation. Did they say that she was the one that, that nailed, that, that figured out the conspiracy in conspiracy? I mean, I'm pretty sure Picard and Riker figured out the conspiracy in conspiracy when they revealed the conspiracy she's and just killed the, the aliens. She's just the one who... Burned everybody at the stake after the fact. Yeah. So yeah. So, so Admiral uh, Admiral Sati, uh, evidently very well known in the Federation for her uh, her shrewd legal mind and her flouncy collar. Yep. Actually, you know, she was self made in spite of her. So she shows up on the Enterprise uh, with a with a weird lady and a Betazoid dude and proceeds to do some interrogations. They find this poor bastard Simon Tarsus who's got a little pointy ear situation going. Uh, no, it was his eyebrows are what actually yeah. gave him away to yeah, me. They did, a, they did a good job of like showing him as like someone who might be a quarter Vulcan. But of course, it turns out he wasn't a quarter Vulcan. He's a quarter Romulan. Dun, Kill dun, dun. him! Kill so, him! Uh, so, so our, uh, our, our admiral starts uh, going down the route of, uh, you know... The, the the witch hunt. She starts. Uh, she freaks out. She has her. Uh, she has her attack dog, Betazoid guy. Oh, wow. Start uh, destroying this poor young guy. Picard, of course, is not having any of it. So so he's like, Satie, you bitch. And she's like, Picard. And she's like, now you're on trial, motherfucker. Yeah, and then, she, then she puts she puts Picard on there and starts calling his loyalty Opening into question. Opening up old wounds. And then and then Picard. Uh, 
shoves it all back in her face when he quotes her 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 noble father and uh, quotes back at her a um, some quote of his that was uh, you know moving and basically said that witch hunts are bad and, and you shouldn't be a fucking fascist you crazy bitch and then she has a major freak out which in front of everybody which you know is sort of uh, kind of destroys her credibility because clearly she's uh, not. Approaching this from a position of genuine, genuine, uh, I'm sorry, there's a cat. It's funny um, how this takes place centuries in the future, and yet... Well, I mean, Picard makes that exact point at the end, I believe. So yep. but we'll get to that and much more when we get to the drumhead. But first, we'll be talking about... Cupid. Q-Pid. Uh, it's a pretty fucking stupid title. Yeah, most of the Q titles are kind of a silly. At least this one makes sense. <laughs> Trying to hook up fashion. Yeah, like Cupid is actually, you know, it's uh, unlike where we hide in Q. What? (laughs) (laughs) Like, at least this one is actually a working pun. Is there going to be an episode called Fa Q at some point? (laughs) Thank you. I can't put that on TV. Oh, curb your enthusiasm. Fuck you. <laughs> there is literally a curve your enthusiasm for every fucking situation in life. There actually literally fucking is. You know what? They could, they could do it in the new uh, Picard series since it's going to be, you know, streaming and they can say fuck if they Ooh. want. And they, you know they, they will. Based on Discovery, they're definitely going to say. We're going to see boobs? Say. And double dicks. Mm. We, don't, we don't think we, we didn't get to see double dicks. They were implied double dicks. It was implicit. You don't have enough organs to satisfy her or something. Well, and there's also the double piss stream in that one episode. Was yeah. that was that actually in Discovery? Yeah. Why did I think that was in one of like the old movies, like Star Trek V or something awful like I that? I do not know. Anyway, Cupid. Ames, what did you think? I think it wasn't sci-fi. The end. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, no. I mean, it definitely wasn't. It was, it was a... Um... I'd call it a diversion episode. It was a it's fan. Some, it was a fantasy episode. It was yeah. It was something. It was in the spirit. I think more of a trouble with tribbles. Trouble with tribbles or a piece mm. of the action where it's. I mean, I guess piece of the action does have some sci-fi to it, but it's more just a get the crew into a funny situation. And, yeah, let them uh, have some fun. This is the fun episode, guys. Those are your favorite ones, Ames. Uh, That's why I wanted to see what you thought. Yeah, it's like. I, I, I enjoy Q. Q is great in this because he's mm-hmm. always great. He's, he's great at everything. And his costume looks amazing and he's got that cute little hat and that's And fine. he's a cutie. He is a cutie. Ah. Uh, I also like when he just kind of leaned in through the bulkhead. Yeah. Ah. That was endearing. Ah. Like, and, and there have been fun Q episodes where I've been like, yes, this is a, this is an interesting idea. But this one, like, it's... It's it struck me as out of place in the series. I was kind of wondering because, like, I was like, all right, I know they do the Robin Hood thing. I can't remember if there's a justification for it. It's like, nope, Q just picked a story. Yep. Originally, it was going to be Camelot, and they decided not to do Camelot, and they picked Robin Hood because Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, had just come out. Oh, and they wanted to capitalize. Mm. I mean, it's a silly reason, but okay. I guess I just sort of feel like this kind of silly, happy-go-lucky episode feels really out of place in a post-Borg world. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I feel like we got really dark and serious and then to try to, like, backpedal and be like, no, no, but we can still have lots of fun. It's just like, mm. yeah. yeah, and I think that's, I think maybe it went a little too far in the let's have so, lots of fun. Like, yeah. I feel like you could do a fun Barkley episode as a as a sort of mouthwash. All episodes with Barkley are fun. Yeah. One of my notes in this was... And ma- terrifying, but fun. One of my notes on this was, oh man, Reg is gonna be sad he missed this. Oh no, because yeah. he's good at the sword. Yeah, no, he, he would have shown everyone up. <laughs> you know what I read that's hilarious? 
Apparently, Marita Sardis and Gates McFadden, Gates McFadden were the only cast members on the show who knew swords play. Oh, but yeah. neither of their characters does any swords play. Yeah. They, 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 they just fucking drop. Fuck it. Yeah, they drop the, the faces old, the on old their heads. Pot to the head. Yeah. So sexist. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was I, 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 that was very bad. The uh, in the fight scene when everyone, all the guys all have weapons and then the the women just. Ooh, okay, sh- I did like when when uh, Deanna shot Data with an arrow. That was that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I think your aim is getting better. Yeah, yeah, Data's reaction was was pretty good. But again, like that was like you know, pure pure comedy there. So to be, you know, and you could tell even though he wasn't moving his arms like this. <laughs> <laughs> to be the outlier, I actually my my only problem with this episode was that there wasn't enough of the ridiculous Robin Hood stuff. I was like, oh man, we, we should have gotten to this sooner, and then maybe you could have had more from, well, that's, from that's everyone else. Something that's interesting about this episode too is that it's probably at least halfway through the episode before we even yeah, yeah the, the, the Robin Hood stuff is so brief, squished. It feels it feels like it's been it's been it's cut like cut to, to like a really really concise plot. In that you know when everybody all the merry men show up at the at the end and they're there in their robes and they jump out and they do the thing and it's like wow how did this get coordinated how are you guys that on the ball well but Mary didn't even send you that letter that ingenious letter well, that she thought of Picard up. hadn't gotten back and they all know how the Robin Hood story goes mm. well but I actually what I did like about it though is I like that they kind of turned it on its head <laughs> and we have you know our maid Marion like totally subverting expectations by being like yeah let's get married that's a great idea let's just do you know. yeah I did like that that like true to form oh know? yeah absolutely what did, you'd expect nothing less from her for sure what do you think Vash was thinking through this whole thing because she didn't know about the Q thing no. all of a sudden while she was at this archaeology summit she wakes up she's in this dress that she can't fucking figure out how to walk in in fact she she tripped um accidentally and they kept that in the show uh she tripped on that dress um, see i thought maybe she, she was having trouble she, with the shoes but it was the dress yeah she tripped on the on the hem of the dress it was very long and poofy but what the fuck do you think she's thinking this whole time maybe she's just thinking uh oh, this is a dream it's good that i'm a very strong lucid dreamer She's like, it's space. Weird shit happens. I'm it's sure probably it'll work the out. <laughs> Have I been beamed onto a holodeck? Is this a Romulan thing? It's probably a Romulan thing. Do other areas of the Federation, other than Picard's ship, know about Q? I mean, I, th- I imagine it's probably, it's probably recorded probably, it. Probably at least. a top secret thing, though. Like, you think? I think I would think that the knowledge of om- omnipotent beings. Yeah, that would start a panic, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be that would that wouldn't be great. Although on the other hand, you think they would at least want their other captains to know. It's like, so if this guy shows up, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably like the secret of uh, Talos, where, yeah, like, where only the star- only only captains know about it. Yeah. Well, the admirals probably know too. Well, they, yeah. Or someone's like, probably cooking up a plan yeah. to uh, captains and above. Yeah. Extort that somehow. I did like there was one little piece of foreshadowing they did in this episode that I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very beginning of the episode, Picard's like, how'd you get in here? He's like, I came in through the window. And then oh, later, he comes in through good. the window. That's cute. I didn't think of that. Nice little, uh, nice little reference. It's funny. I, so when Guy Gisborne showed up, I, I had a split second where I thought he was an actor named Anthony Ainley, who played the master on Old Doctor Who. And he was beautiful. And it wasn't him, of course. So I looked him up, though. And the actor, I can't think of his name. Had, in fact, he's got a, you know, British actor, character actor, career as long as your arm. Um, but he had previously appeared in some sort of Robin Hood TV show. That's a different character. Appropriate. And would later appear in, I want to say like a Tom and Jerry Robin Hood thing or something like that. And as I mentioned during the intro, 
Patrick Stewart appears yep. as the king in Robin Hood Men in Tights. King, yep. king Richard? Yes. yes. He's the one that declares that all toilets shall be known as John's. <laughs> Wonderful. I actually didn't even know that Guy of Gisborne was a character, because I think most of my my primary source of Robin Hood knowledge is the Disney version. Oh, ditto. Yeah, I think most versions just kind of make... Prince John and Guy of Gisborne the same person. Yeah, and they usually tend to focus more on the sheriff. Sometimes the sheriff is like the only villain, and they completely kind of ignore the royalty Is it strange types? that there are two characters named John in uh, Robin Hood, and one's a villain and one is not? You know, there just weren't that many names back then. I guess That's not. true. John is a very common name. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just one of those weird things. And like... I, liked, I liked Jordy as Blinken. That was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, I had wanted... I, I was going to make a joke about him getting declared the new sheriff at the end, so you went in a different direction. Mm. I did enjoy the... Uh... <laughs> nice. What? That's a good joke. But why? Oh, because was they, this not a blaze? Some sort of Blazing Saddles reference? It well, I mean, it is, but because in in Men in Tights, I haven't seen Men in Tights since I was very small. Oh yeah, they make um. Oh god, what's the character's name? I don't remember. But they declare the the Black Mary man the new sheriff, and everyone goes, "A black sheriff!" And he goes, "Worked in Blazing Saddles." Mm. <laughs> I love when Mel Brooks references his own movies. Mm. He does it all the time. It's I was I was making, of course, the, the blind man joke. Yes, yes. No, I understood. I, I, was there actually a blind man in the Robin Hood? In, I don't know, about, so I've never actually read the original, but I know in um, Prince of Thieves, like, his family's retainer has his eyes plucked out by uh, uh, yeah. But, but Blinken from Men in Tights isn't based on a blind character. I have, Again, I don't know. I've never read, like, the original. So, uh, speaking of references, though, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but definitely an Animal House vibe. When uh, Worf smashes the loot. Mm, yeah, that was a good good reference. Jordy was way too happy Although to be a bard. I, I kind of wish it had been more thoroughly destroyed. Yeah, like that wasn't the, a great like the guitar in Animal House just gets... Just yeah. Like, it's just got a big hole. Yeah, I feel it. like the twang that it made when it did the it got destroyed yeah, wasn't... It, it didn't even break the strings. It, yeah, you it's just... like, how did that even... Because fucking Worf was defeated by a loot. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. It's, it doesn't work anymore, and that was his mission. He is not going to expend unneeded energy. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, Jordy. Out of all, out of all of the uh, the the crew, Jordy definitely seemed to be the most into it. Yeah, no, he, yeah. This was, he was. The, of course, he was. Like, he, he loves was, he like, He's like, bullshit. I got a loot. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I can't play it for shit, but I'm gonna try. No, he was striking. He was actually hitting some chords, wasn't he? I mean, I feel. Like I mean, he none was, of them were his two. Just plucking at it, pretty much. Oh, I thought it sounded like he was actually getting somewhere, but mm. I guess. But, like, other than that, yeah. and, like, so obviously there was Worf, who was played for comic relief, mm-hmm. which was fine. There's Jordy who was into the loot. There was the Troy with the arrow joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I feel Bev like... Bev didn't do anything. Yeah, I feel like the rest Just of the like crew... Just like usual. I feel like the rest of the crew... Even didn't Riker really, didn't do much. Didn't really... Yeah. Like, well, he tried to bone Vosh and think, early on. I think yeah. it's, like, it's a, it's a... If you're gonna do a Robin Hood... Episode. Yeah, devote more time yeah, to it. Do a Robin Hood really, episode. Let's yeah. let's see the crew dealing with living in the woods. Even if even if it would have been a dumb episode, like it might not have improved the episode. At least we would have gotten an episode about yeah, the crew like being Robin. They spent Hood. they spent way 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 too much time with Vash feeling angry or frustrated with Picard that he didn't fucking tell. 
Yeah, and but then like, like Picard and Picard acting awkward toward Vash. Like that was the other thing. He's like, oh, no one can know I fucked you on Risa. But like, why would he have told anyone that he had exactly. sex with her? He wasn't expecting to ever like know? run. Like, it's not like they were in a relationship and he was like lying about it. It was like they had some fun. Yeah. They did the fuck, and then they were like, "Well, summer's over, Sandy. I guess I'll see you never." Yeah. See, it's funny that's. That's what I was about to say. Her her <clears throat> feeling was like he was going to go and sing a song about it. Summer loving got me some vash. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, although, I have to think though, considering when they were on Rise that there was the whole incident with the Frangi and they had to end the fake out with the future aliens and destroying the... Mm. the, the yeah, he probably the wrote a report somewhere. Like, yeah, like, there must have been a report. Somebody must have said, wow... Captain, that was a, you know, did he just omit her from his official report? Well, no, he would have omitted the part where they fucked. Yeah, but, but those reports get sent to the Admiralty. They're not read by the crew. They're probably, the like, Admiralty. public record. Well, that's the thing. I know, um, I just, I, it's just a funny word. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe, and especially where there was, like, a time travel element to that with the aliens. There that's was true. Prob- There's probably more questions then that shit probably gets sealed very quickly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like the Q stuff. They're like, you know what? Let's just tuck that way in the back. <laughs> oh, and this woman's DTF tuck that down too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I think I did like some of the, again, some of the gags that they did with Picard, like having him pretend to walk past her quarters when that crewman sees him and then, like was... doubles back to sneak in. Oh, yeah. He's so awkward. It's <laughs> charming. But um, I kind of get that. Like, you don't really want your crew knowing that you're like... You know, no, I know, human or whatever. I know, but it is. It's funny to watch him in a situation where he's, he's, you know, where he just wants. We so rarely get to see him bashful. Yeah, in like sort of torn between like his his libido and his, you know, I must be the outstanding stiff faced captain. Lay back and stiff, all right. But like, but okay. So here is Uh, France. France. Here, here's me. Here's my rewrite. Okay, here's how I'm fixing this episode. So perfect. Opens with Captain's log explaining this summit and everything, and then he is at the, they open it at a reception mm. for all the delegates at the conference, mm-hmm. and Picard's there, and Vash shows up and does like a um, fan dance, like you know, comes <laughs> up behind him and says, "Guess uh, cue." Is that a horgon in your but- pants? Are you just happy to see me or something? <coughs> And you know, so there, and then Picard acts really awkward, and she she confronts him, and this is all before the credits roll. Yeah, it ends with with uh, I don't know some something. Maybe she maybe he says something, or, or I don't know. She gets offended. She gives him a slap. She slaps him, right? And then Gaia Gisborne, and then and then he goes back to his quarters. And who's waiting there but Q, and he makes a joke that's like, you know, oh, in the doghouse tonight, I see, ho, ho, ho. And then <laughs> Q is like, I want to repay you. I'm going to I'm gonna fix this situation with you and Vash. You're going to be, you know, I, you know, it's my gift to you, Jean-Mon Capitan. And, uh, and then we jump right, and, you know, and, you know so Q, the credits roll after Q shows up. And then he, we have this brief scene of that, and then Q, and then Picard's like, fuck off, Q. And we go, to, and then we open the next morning at the speech. Mm. And then, just like in the show, we trans we go to Nottingham Forest, and we're there now for the majority of the episode. Yeah, you know, and we actually and we actually have a Robin Hood story. Yeah, um, for some reason. For some reason, I mean, again, it's not going to make it a great episode, but it is going to give it. 
Yeah, it gets us there faster. It gets anyway. us there faster. I feel like were, I was so bored watching with this Vash meet everybody yeah. individually. Oh, okay. I can't believe he never mentioned me to you either. Like I got, I got <laughs> the point when 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 Beverly showed up. Yeah, really, I understood. That, like, that was that, all we needed. That's really. all I needed. Yeah. I needed that scene with Beverly. That scene was deliciously awkward. And I needed a scene. And like there wasn't even they made the scene the scene where Picard goes to her quarters and finds like her fancy space transit <laughs> and is like. Like, oh, you were here to, to pillage the ruins, da 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 Like, A, he would be more pissed about that. Mm. And B, it was an unnecessary scene. It was an unnecessary plot point. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Of all the things that we see in this episode, I'm Not a Merry Man is the best. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very interested in Tagus Three and, you know, this situ- this civilization that they're trying to study while they physically can't go down to the surface and what, what kind of things are they learning and how do they learn it and stuff like that. What could Q have given them as information on Tagus? That could have been interesting. Apparently they knew how to party. I would have loved if Vash had gone down there illegally and done some illegal archaeology. Well, and I would have loved it even more if she could have actually just got Jean-Luc in on it because he was so interested in it that he, like, couldn't resist. It was, like, once in a lifetime opportunity. If he had to, like, chase her down there to stop her or... Yeah, like, and oops, darn, I have to be on this planet that I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, I feel like this episode, like, decided, oh, man, we should bring back Vash, but, oh, wait, we haven't done a Q episode this season yet. Let's just do both. Mm. And it felt like a, a weird... Like wedging together of two of two ideas that and neither of them made much they sense. They wedged together at the end. See, but I don't, I, mind, I feel like I don't this mind, is I don't mind Picard <laughs> or I don't mind Q and Vash in the same episode because I actually that's one thing that I was kinda like, okay, I like that they're doing this sort of all of Picard's chickens come home to roost sort of thing. Mm. Not only does he have to deal with the vast situation, but now he also has a Q to deal with, and like it's just when, sort of it's an overwhelming thing for him. When Q realized that he was having lady troubles and said, "Man, maybe I should have just appeared as a woman to you," <laughs> oh, the hate fucking they would have. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ames, I bet that was uh, pretty exciting for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, imagine if they had done uh, Devils Do differently, and it actually turned out to be Q the whole time. <laughs> Q sexy, doesn't deal in contracts. No. Another actually wharf thing, not not to uh, you know. I think it's overshadowed by I am not a merry man, but the face he makes when Vash sits in the captain's chair. Yeah. Oh, he was so angry that I was, was not the... told that there would be visitors on the bridge, delegates on the bridge, whatever the well, fuck. Well, that he too, says. but he just, was but so the, mad. The thing about the face, <laughs> it's not even just mad. It's like it's a mixture of anger and also just utter like disbelief. Yeah. She jettisoned Finney like fifteen times. Oh, yeah, she's just playing with the buttons. <laughs> yes. But no, like, he's just like, they're like, oh, 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 like Mr. Worf got the vapors. <laughs> this isn't done, ma'am. Wait, but isn't, wasn't it also her in 10 Forward where he was like, mm, nice legs for a yes. woman. Good legs, nice house. <laughs> yes, but that was, that was Good later. legs, nice blouse. Yeah, that was- <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, you know what I read? I read that Jennifer Hetrick, who plays Vash, and Patrick Stewart were engaged during this. What? Oh. It's scandal. Did Ian McKellen know? Oh, I don't. Well, it was 1991, yeah. so I don't know. No, she was. She not. was. She was like. They did not marry. She was like 15 years too old for him, anyway. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, yeah, wow, was, is that true? He should maybe run for Congress. Yeah. Or I something. believe this was exactly. his. His current wife is like 30. 38, 39. Yeah, but when they got married, oh. she was like 29. I mean, and he was like 70. So wait, did they like 
get together yeah, after works. the first Vash episode? No, oh. I didn't. I I didn't look too too far into it. I tried to look up on on their individual wiki pages, but, uh, but she's not even listed because Patrick Stewart didn't actually marry her. Mm-hmm. This would have been shortly after his first marriage. It sounds like <laughs> after his first divorce. Uh, How many times has Patrick Stewart been married? Three. Which is interesting because like I must have as a weird because I when I I'm like there's there's no, I mean Picard like Patrick Stewart is not an no, I'll say it. Picard, Patrick Stewart is not an attractive man. Like I, I, what? I don't know. I don't see him. I, I think he's a very talented man, and I think that's an attractive quality. But I just, I think objectively, if you went, ran into a man on the street that looked like that, you'd be like, oh, hey. you, you, you didn't, you, you drew the short straw of the genetic lottery. Between between the, the the bald the baldingness and wow. the, the the baldingness. The, I mean, not I'm not saying anything bad about people that are balding. Wow, are you racist towards bald people? I, I, there, Would you write that, bald asshole on his front door? That is another. Uh, <laughs> that's but right. No, I mean, it's like you know, he's balding. He he was balding very very young. That schnoz ain't doing him any favors. It's fine. Yeah, I don't um, think he's unattractive, but I could just okay, be blinded maybe, maybe by his I'm talent. Just, maybe I just have a different conception. <laughs> well, fine. Maybe I'm just a heterosexual I mean, as, male. As an then. Adonis myself. Uh, <laughs> Adonis. A bronzed Adonis. Yes. No. Um, but, like, she's a very attractive lady, and I just, like, I'm like, I was like, every time I see that, every time I got, saw them together in these shows, I'd be like, eh, I don't really see how this is working. Maybe he's just got schlong for days. Maybe. Um, we, we did see some of it in, in those. Those trousers. Yeah, it was hanging out of those shorts he was wearing while on vacation. Those pajamas. Oh, the pajamas. We see Weren't so much. Were there shorts of them. at some point, or am I making that up? Yeah, no, on the, on the first. I thought you were talking about this episode, but yeah, on the first episode, there were the, the horrible shorts. Oh, with the bulge. There was yeah. a bulge going. It was the battle of the bulge. I so know. yeah, at the end, you know, it's like, I think we, we made this connection first time we saw Vash, but yeah, no, River Song really is just a ripoff of this character. Because, like, at the end, the archaeologist thief lady. Goes to bum around the universe with the super-powered immortal alien. Mm. <coughs> yeah, but she hasn't shown up enough to be as fucking annoying and overdone as River Song. And no, she that's... never will, because I think we've just seen the last of her. We've seen the last of her on this series. <laughs> oh, really? We do see her again. Cool. Well, but hopefully yeah, no, we don't like, ever see her enough to be as fucking annoying and overdone will, as the River we Song. We will not. But yeah, no, like, Moffat clearly just stole her from this. He was like, wow, I'm not good at writing strong female characters. I'll steal some from someone else. Yep. Mm. Good for him. Um, Glad he's gone. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, Doctor Who critique notwithstanding, I, I do like the character of the Oh, no, Vash is great. Oh, I do too. I like Vash a lot. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. She's better than Riverstone. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, again, I, I quite enjoyed this episode. I like the ridiculous episodes. I, you know, I fucking love uh, the aforementioned uh, piece of the action. Yeah. Oh, Piece of the Action was good. I don't know. Like I said, this just to me feels out of place after like some of the shit that we've seen. That's all. I I, well, I did even some of the good didn't... stuff that we've seen. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, right. I mean, not not bad shit. Not shit in the bad way, but oh. like as in, like, I've shit, seen some shit, 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 man. Shit's gone down. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even, and for me, I'm just, I don't know. I just think this is a missed opportunity episode. I don't, I also don't mind the more lighthearted episodes, but I also just feel like this one was a light episode, lighthearted episode that was executed Wicked, po- poorly, poorly mm. and and ended up being a really kind of boring half of an episode followed by a really rushed second half of the episode. How are well, they all excellent swordsmen? Reg taught them. Fucking Reg. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of thought that yeah. too. Well, actually, isn't it... Uh, I mean, it's pretty well established in Star Trek that 
fencing is like a big deal. Oh yeah, I mean, is it well is it actually well established? Sulu was a was a swordsman, and uh, well, yeah, but that's because he was like a swashbuckler at heart. It had nothing to do with. Like Didn't his Star see? Trek training in the Kelvin timeline, he is like yeah, he's like a samurai. He's like a well, samurai sword. No, it's fe- but it is still technically fencing. I well, think. no, he says he's trained in fencing, but then he whips out this collapsible, yeah, stupid space, space fencing. fencing sword. Oh man, yes. I hated that so bad because it's like it's like uh, it's almost racist. And in, in it's like, well, he's, he's got to give him a samurai he's definitely sword. Closer but he's, to but a he's Korean. Well, the, the character's Japanese. The though. character's Japanese. I thought the character was whatever you wanted to need. He was born in San Francisco. So I mean, originally the character was supposed to be sort I of Pan-Asian, born. but eventually Sulu just became Japanese. Because George Takei was. Yeah. yeah I, I think the character of Sulu was always supposed well, to be Well, does that Japanese. mean that Khan is now fucking Latino? Oh no, he's white now, sorry, because of Benedict Cumberbatch. But uh, I mean like... No, no, Sulu was actually supposed to be Pan-Asian. That's why they named him Sulu. The Sulu Sea is a, an ocean in... Oh, East Asia that sort of touches multiple countries. Hmm. He's of Japanese descent. I mean, he was. He says he was born in San Francisco. Well, yeah, that was so after they basically only Japanese people in San Francisco. I know karate. Um, they, no, most mostly gay people. I think they, they 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 that was by the time they decided just straight up. What was it Japanese. in Big Hero Six? San San Fran San Francisco San Francisco. Oh, that's cute. Where they that mix, is cute. Where they merged San Francisco and Tokyo into one weird mega city mm-hmm. somehow. Japan floated its way over and. In um, California broke off and they met good. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um where they belong. Yeah, so that yeah, that's kinda of my take on it. Like like I say, I don't really hate the episode, but I also just feel like it was a bit of a waste. I liked it yeah, a lot. Of, but... And it's like a waste of the character of Vash. Mm. I mean, although she did have some great scenes with the nurse. I love the nurse character. Yeah. It was just it just felt like eh, yeah, I you mean, get this awesome character you can do a lot with. True. I mean, I liked it a lot. And you but wasted like, her dressing her up in a fucking dress. Like you, I would have preferred more Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah. I definitely I think if you're going to bother putting them in the trappings, you got to go for it. I could have done without the the, the Robin Hood entirely. I mean, the oh, me too, like, but if you're going to go there's there. There's not yeah. much... You can't really do another Maltese Falcon story yeah. because we've already done that with Vash and Picard. And you can't just put him in the holodeck again and say, oh, you're yeah. stuck in Sherwood Forest. I mean, really, really, this seemed like, yeah, it almost felt like a holodeck episode in some ways. If they couldn't do the Maltese Falcon, why not do Casablanca? Yeah, maybe. Or the African Queen. The African Queen's kind of overrated. Yeah, but it's still a Humphrey Bogart film, isn't it? True. Yeah, so. Um, or something with Bacall. Lauren Bacall and Bogart were fucking awesome. Yeah. They were fucking. I, do, I definitely don't Speaking think Speaking of age gaps. The creativity yeah, in like the writers' 19. room was lacking for this episode. So again, Jake? I think they phoned it in. The writers. I think. I don't think it was. I don't think they were very creative. I think maybe they had like. They had a list of jokes they wanted to play yeah, with. A list of jokes, mm. and they had like, oh, hey, they that uh, that castle set down the block yeah. is freed up. Maybe we should film something there. Huh? Tell me a model. Can we, or they and someone's again? like, oh, could we do? Oh, could we do a, a, a ancient alien <laughs> ruins? Like, well, no, it pretty much only looks like a medieval English castle. Oh, okay, we'll do something else. <laughs> I didn't hate it though. It was alright. Yeah, all right. I, but I agree though it does feel like a waste a waste of Vosh and it actually sort of feels like a waste of Q because he's not even really in it that much I mean he's I mean, in it he's just he's just playing pl- yeah he's just doing the oh I put you guys in a funny scenario let's see how you do which does just sort of make him feel more like this series is Gothos all over again yeah. you know what this I mean this is why I really liked uh, what was the fucking name of the one I really liked where he's human for a day 
Well, the last one was Yeah, the la- yeah, the last time we saw Q, that yeah. I, the one that I really like because mm-hmm. it has Q, it has you Q do something very really interesting. Mm-hmm. And this one he just he just shows up and it's like, "Oh, Deus Ex Q here." Mm-hmm. Or Q Ex Machina? How would that work? Well, there's there's Deus the first one I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The best the best, <coughs> the best Q episode in terms of like good sci-fi is yet to come, but there's 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 hope yet. Um, I look forward. So what was the other one? The other the, one was the, the drumhead, drum head, which it also I don't consider a really big sci-fi episode because it's mostly about lawyers. Yeah, no, I mean this is definitely yeah, this is a this is definitely a low science week courtroom drama limiting though. But it's also I mean it's a society it's a society piece right it's a, it's yeah. a mirror up to nature yeah oh for sure the it was actress. also their way it was also their way of saving money. Without resorting to another clip show, which was an option. Oof. And they ended up with what is regarded as one of the better episodes of the series. Yeah. The Drumhead? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was really... It's I, like, a ver- it's I a did very, like it a lot. Oh. In terms of, like, prophetizing <clears throat> episodes, it's one. It's up there. See, I am so lukewarm on courtroom drama that mainly I was tired. <laughs> well, and also... The- also, like, this is my, my every fear of courtrooms is just, like, so a, a, a person like Satie going up there and just digging up unrelated bullshit and saying, how do you explain this? You're like, but that, 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 that's not even relevant. Why do I have to explain this? Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole point. Right? I know it's I the mean, point, it's, but it's, 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 it's kind of exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think we're point, probably but... maybe more sensitive. <coughs> so you got to figure when this came out was we were well, well withdrawn from, like, the... McCarthyist era. The Cold War was basically over. The Cold War is basically over. I mean, we had not had 9-11 yet. So we were at a time when, like, there might not have been as much cultural sensitivity to this sort of thing. Like, I think today we look at this and we're like, this yeah, really... I see this shit. I see this shit going on. Like, yeah. this, I could totally so imagine this scenario. This. scenario. So I think maybe there's... There's a cultural sensitivity that's no, that's present today that might not have been as potent in the in the early nineties. Hmm. So the actress that played City, I looked her up. Uh, yeah. Gene Simmons. No, not that one. Ha. <laughs> uh, actually, was in both The Robe and Spartacus. Yeah, I knew that one. I also know she was she was uh, Mrs. Miss Havisham in a in a Great Expectations movie. Hmm. That after that feels this? right. What was it after this? I feel like she's she's older, but she feels like she's still too young to play Miss Havisham. Yeah, yeah you could probably hold her up pretty shit. easily. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Plus, put anyone in a fucking. I think it was close to this time. Wedding dress and some mm-hmm. cobwebs. That's Havisham, right? The wedding dress one. I have no yeah, idea. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I certainly it wasn't I the Ethan heard Hawk the one. title, but I mm. don't. I don't know it. Did they have <laughs> sex in that movie? Hmm? <laughs> in that book. In the book. In Great Expectations, is there sex? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Does she, does she end up having sex with a kid? No. Why have I not read it's this book? It's a Charles Dickens sex. novel. No. Anyway. His last name is Dickens. I think it's a fair question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a huge red scare over here. What was so wrong with what Satie was doing? Because there was some conspiracy on the ship. They figured out the Klingon was very ingeniously smuggling information to the Romulans. And we'll talk about that because that was really fucking cool. Mm. And she just wanted to figure out how he was doing it. Well, and they did, but then they were trying to suggest that what had happened to... Wasn't there, like, a something wrong with the, the engine? Yeah, the, the, the dilithium chamber hatch. Yeah, there, was, there was a defect in the hatch for the warp core. But they were trying to, like... It's like they didn't believe that there was... Because they the crew, Jordy and whomever, 
prove that that was yeah. just it was a manufacturing right. defect. It was a coincidence. Yeah, but was she was like, "Well, I don't want to believe that. I'd rather believe." No, she my... believed that. No, she 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 want she believed she despite that she continued to believe that there was a conspiracy on board despite no further evidence of any kind. The, the evidence was that the the information from the Klingon was getting off the ship to the Romulan. It was, right, but he well, was right, acting but the, alone. No, but tra- but Worf tracked that. Maybe it was kind of a throwaway line, and I yeah. kind of wish they'd spent more time. But Worf tracked the guy that most likely smuggled the information off. Yeah, but she was just so laser-focused on this kid being part Romulan that she figured it had to be him, that he was somehow involved. Yeah. So really, she's just a racist like all old people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, Wait, so, that's no, what I miss, I miss the line that, so Jadan was working alone? No, no, he would, no, there was a traitor, I think, Worf said. There was, some, there was somebody who had been on the Enterprise who had left. I totally missed and this. And who was... Yeah, it was definitely was, treated who, as a throwaway who, basically vanished somewhere near Romulan space. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that now. And he probably had the data floating around in his blood. Yeah, so, the, so <laughs> yes. So that okay. was, so the implication was that basically the case has been solved. All oh, right, I missed that, miss that part. We have a very good, I mean, we don't have proof, but we have a very good idea of who yeah. smuggled the information out. And we have a very good idea of... Yeah, we're not very good. We have a confession as to who was the the spy. Yeah. So then, continuing with the the inquiry, now it might be worthwhile to like do an inquiry and figure out like what what went wrong that they were yeah. able, that this happened that mm-hmm. we were able to get this happened. But the but she ended up focusing not you know and he, she turned it into a witch hunt. Yeah. And Tarsus even said she's like you know he's like well there I was one of several people that gave the injections, injections. Yeah. so it could have been. Why aren't, why aren't those other guys being interrogated? Yeah, like, I hung out with him in 10 forward once. Yeah. And the implication I got from that was that it was, a, a like, a group a gathering, Same, yeah. like a reception of some kind. Well, I like how they kind of led Beverly to that, too. Like, you kind of felt like they were, I don't want to say, like, putting words in her mouth, but you kind of get the impression that she wasn't really remembering it, but they were pushing her to remember mm-hmm. it. And she was just like, I don't really see what, like, I, I don't know. And then, like, the other thing beyond that that she did wrong was completely misrepresenting and distorting the truth. It's starting with telling Tarsus that it was sabotage even after it was conclusively determined that it wasn't. And then when she started pulling out basically random ad hominem attacks against Picard. Yeah. um, Wasn't the former kind of an interrogation technique? Yeah, but why... So like if you have two different guys in two different rooms, you tell one of them, oh, so-and-so totally confessed about you. Yeah, but When that didn't happen just to get the guy to talk. Yeah, but what happened to Innocent before proven guilty? Like the kid didn't do anything and she was like trying to catch him on any... What do you call it? Evidence. No. Any little fuck up? No. I don't know. It's gone. She's trying to get him to slip up. Yeah, and like you know, and and the thing is, she probably legitimately believed that he was a threat, so she felt justified in making you know, yeah, that using that type of a of a technique, which I think many people would agree is a uh, not a, a, a particularly honest technique for an investigator. Yeah, not honest, but is it effective? Trying to catch him on a technicality. I think it's, I think it probably is oh. effective. Is it legal? It's probably legal. You'd be surprised what is legal. Mm. It's um, not illegal. But still, it wasn't like he had committed a crime and was like... He lied on his application. Which, by the way, what the fuck? 
kind of application asks you who your grandfather is. Well, no, it was probably like, what's your, I mean, job applications today ask you what your race I mean, is. Reminds, you don't have to answer it, yeah. but, it and same with college applications. Of, uh, a certain uh, admired senator from our uh, our own home state, right? What? Oh, yeah, I saw some, I saw some ads on the way to, to rehearsal one day, a whole bunch of ads. I guess there's, I don't know who's running right now for Senate. Somebody's going to lose. Someone who's, who's um, so, campaign a campaign is... A hopeless campaign. Whose campaign is a, a a real Native American should take down the fake Native American. No, it's not even that. It's vote for the real Indian because he's of Indian descent. Oh, he's an descent. Oh, he's Indian. Indian. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know who the guy oh, is. He's a psychopath. He's an alt-rightist, or at least oh, alt-right right. coziest, even though he's not white. But doesn't he dude. run like every year or something, something like all that. the time? But he's one of those people that's like, dude, no matter how much you cozy up to the alt-right, they're not going <laughs> to let you in the secret club. They're going to hold you up to be like, look, I have a friend who yeah. isn't white. <laughs> look, we have a brown friend. Which, by the way... Didn't Trump actually point out a black guy in the crowd once and like, look at my <laughs> African-American? I oh, think boy. so. I, they actually pulled that in this episode, too. When uh, the Klingon they're interrogating at the beginning is all like, this is because I'm Klingon, isn't it? And, and they're like, our chief of security is Klingon. Yeah, we, we, we can't be racist. Friend. And even Worf kind of made a face like, uh, are you pulling this shit right now? Oh, poor Worf. Yeah. But yeah, like, but wrong. Like, I still think he's guilty, but fuck you. But yeah, pulling the old, oh, you lied on your application. Like, it could be, a, it's, you know, it's a, it could be an omission. It could be... Uh, you know, maybe a family story like the, the Elizabeth Warren thing was. Anyway, let's talk about Romulans again. Please. So what exactly is the timeline implication? If this kid's grandfather was Romulan, so this would have been, I'm going to wild guess, at least 50 years ago that the that his Romulan grandfather impregnated his Presumably human probably grandmother. longer than that. Maybe a little are longer. More long living, yeah, right? maybe so that means they're probably having babies later. And forty years ago, have probably have similar lifetimes to to Vulcans. Vulcans. Okay, sure. So who knows? Yeah. So plus his grandfather that could have been his grandmother could have been his grandfather's fifth wife or something. Not that that affects the timeline. Yeah. But anyway, go some on. some amount science. of time ago, sometime between TOS and today, and the, this kid's probably what twenty five years old or so. Sure. How, so the Romulans were back then? How how no, many times I mean, do the Romulans because, just, come no, back? Well, no, no. So the so I figure the Romulan Empire as a I I look at it kind of like Japan, right? So Japan kind of Japan isn't another planet though. No, but they they kind of turned isolationist mm. throughout basically from medieval <laughs> times until the late eighteen hundreds. Like Japan was a closed island. Foreigners, well, particularly mostly, they Western. did have at least one port active. That but allowed, it was, I think, the Dutch. Yeah, there was like very, but they had very like little North Korea. They had very little contact with the outside. Yeah, and then in the late eighteen hundreds, I think it was an American fleet that actually like just went to Japan. It was like you're going to be open now, Commodore uh, uh, Commodore Perry. Perry. It was like Matthew weird. Perry, actually, which is weird. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be open now. Uh, and then after that, uh, Japan was like, holy shit, the entire world like just surpassed us. Like we're still like Japan's still like horseback. Well, I guess everybody was horseback, but you know, there's still swords and samurai and shit like this. Meanwhile, there's like, you know, post-Civil War armies with, you know, guns, guns and, and, shit. and cannons and giant fleets and Japan's like, Fuck. Yeah. Don't worry, they've surpassed us in video so, games quickly. So I'm guessing what happened was more that sometime after 
the uh, Star Trek VI, which is, I think, the last time in canon we see Romulans as having diplomatic relations with the Federation, went isolationist. Yeah. And the guy, his grandfather just could have been a defector. Yeah, he could, but if... he could have been somebody that was living, you know, just because you are a Romulan doesn't mean you are a part of the Romulan Empire. It could just be that he was a Romulan dude. He was just a, you know, a traitor. Maybe he was a space, a space captain mm, yeah. piloting a, a, a you know a freighter who knows yeah and he just you know when the romulan empire closed out he was like well fuck i you know I, I i'm in love with this human lady so i'm gonna move to mars and make babies i live on mars colony now which like guys it's been a colony for how long now give it a real name mm. start naming the cities don't just say oh yeah i grew up on mars colony what part okay it's huge. but here's the thing you wouldn't know that they could have said he grew up in Carson City, Mars, or something. All right, fine. New Carson City, I guess, Mars. New, 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 new <coughs> Carson City, Mars. Yeah. I'm saying there's ways to do it without just being, like, Mars colony. Plus, I mean, again, is it even still a colony at this point? They've probably terraformed the planet. It's probably complete... Ugh, stupid. Yeah, true. Uh, point is, I think uh, I think it's safe to say I don't think the Romulans being back. I think was more about we're back as a global or a, a, a not global galactic. A, a gala- we're he, we're back as a galactic force mm. to be reckoned with. Versus, like it wasn't like they just vanished off the face of yeah the just, galaxy. Plus, I mean, as we know, like they, it seems like they mostly cut themselves off from the Federation because for. Anything in Worf's background to work, they had to be having dealings mm. with the Klingons. And um, yeah, maybe they were just like working in the shadows for yeah. for fifty six Which years. Which feels very Romulan. Mm. That's mm. very much their kind of thing. Yeah, and they're invisible submarines. I mean, they built a fucking massive <coughs> fleet. I mean, those uh, ships didn't come from nowhere. Yeah, no, a massive fleet of giant fucking ships. Because mm-hmm. aren't they a little bigger than galaxies? They're they're pretty huge. Yeah, of course. And they're depends also on the, depends on the episode. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and true. how they comped the, the yeah. effect shot. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the main issue is she just kind of gets hung up on this kid's heritage and you know it's a combination witch hunt and just clearly racist yeah. bullshit. And then like pulling out you know pulling out uh, the you know, the you know yeah that guy and then calling out Worf's uh, father. Yeah, because like, at the beginning when he the guy's like. Oh yeah, up. I can make your dad's dishonor go away. Yeah, and then like it comes up at the end, and it's like, oh. Well, even there, there had been that moment where her beta Zed was all like, oh no, we completely believe you're trustworthy. And now it's kind of yeah. like, did you though? I mean, if now you, I you wonder. Brought, you use it later as a weapon against him. Yeah, yeah, like kudos to the casting department. I wanted to punch both of her aides square in the teeth. Mm. They did an amazing job of hiring people who could play insufferable, arrogant... F- and the typey lady barely said anything. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, like I wrote down in my notes about three quarters of the way through the show, like, is the other aide going to do anything? She, 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 she summons to Picard. <laughs> yeah, but no, she mostly sits there and just types in a way that is immediately, like, you just want to fucking break her little pad in half, and then maybe break her fingers. Ouch. Ow. But again, I wanted to fucking... wanted someone to curb stomp the Beta Z guy, so she would have got off light. Seven. Yeah, he was an asshole. Like that was the other thing. Sorry, it was like, wait, you're not, uh... Use Troy for, as use Troy's beta zoid abilities? Like, no, no, you don't understand. My beta Z sucks. <laughs> my beta zoid. My beta zoid sucks. It's broken. She's only half. 
Yours actually works. I don't know how to deal with that. But that's the thing. I Devin don't know how it did. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. The mm-hmm. only time he really seemed to use any beta zoidiness was when he said he thought that Tarsus was lying. lying yeah. Which is exactly what Troy would have said. Yeah. That's true. That's at the beginning. What was your first clue, Einstein? And then yeah. he didn't say anything during like Picard's trial of like... Mm. Oh, he's got a point, and he's not lying, and and he hates you a lot. Well, because I think I think it comes down to um, not not in a hate fucking kind of way, like like the other courtroom. Ooh. So there's a there's a a, a concept in in uh, German scientific skepticism oh. called motivated reasoning, mm-hmm. which is essentially the idea that if you are predisposed to a certain viewpoint, mm. then you can. Even someone that's an intelligent and um, generally a reasoned person can fall prey. Open-minded can fall prey to like cognitive dissonance. Sure. To in order to justify something that they are that they actually believe. Something How much other evidence do they have to ignore, though? <laughs> well, but that's the thing. So, like, you have someone like Sati, who is, by all accounts, a reasoned person. You know, someone who's decorated and has all of you know credentials and has been as decorated yeah we saw that cowl as she said you know she her you know her she was raised with her you know her father who was this great orator and, and debater and all this and yet she has this need essentially to to villainize romulans that she will reach for anything yeah. to to make that to make her belief that this guy is guilty into a reality even when the facts like there was no a, we're pretty sure we know how the plans got out, and B, we know there was no sabotage, yet somehow this guy's still guilty of something. Yeah. I feel like part of it, too, is is like, it's never said outright, but part of the implication, she's retired, we don't know how long exactly, but like, this could be sort of like a last grasp at glory kind of thing. Mm. Like, she probably got a lot yeah. of plaudits for that last conspiracy she helped rumble, and she wants that fucking rush again. Yeah, like, she never, um... She tries skydiving or some shit, for real. Like, she, she never quite lived up to her father's expectations, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they're never gonna be fucking quoting her after that shit fit that she had. A little bit, a little bit. Again, you know, kudos to the casting department. Man does not say a word, but that other admiral mm. had the perfect, well, this bitch is crazy, face before he walked <laughs> he out. Left. Like, he didn't need to say anything, just the face was like... Wasn't he the one that was mm. like, you know what, we're gonna have a recess. <laughs> Oh, did he? Did he? Wasn't he the one that declared it was recess time? No, or like Picard gonna... declared. Picard oh, declared. Oh, did he? Okay, earlier. I thought. I yeah, thought... So, yeah. The other. I mean, he didn't say it. He just sat there. And at first, he just kind of sat there, like I'm watching impassively. And then eventually, he's like, "Bitch's crazy face." Gets up and leaves without saying a word. And that's when everyone else is like, "Well, the admiral has Lots not spoken." But I thought you know something we haven't talked too too much about. We talked about Worf a little bit, but you know, sort of Worf's trajectory in this episode was pretty mm. interesting um i don't know well it's like they were both obsessed with finding <coughs> the truth and they were both motivated they both they were both victims of motivated reason like Worf right. wanted to believe that there was a romulan connection more than anything yeah because i mean yeah he has so much reason to hate the romulans yeah. beyond just the fact that klingons just hate romulans and like, well, not just that but also like i don't know i think he needed he wanted to prove how much he wanted to find out the truth because he didn't want to then be sus- like yeah. suspicious. Yeah. He was also just so excited to be leading an investigation. Mm. You know, there was that scene where he was giving orders to the various security people. He was like in his element. He was so excited. You think Data lent him his like Sherlock Holmes shit? He probably tried to and he's like, no, that's not necessary. I am not a merry man. 
<laughs> I did feel also the hat does not fit over my ridges. Uh, I did feel bad for for Worf when they had to like when he had to confront uh, Jadan about stuff. Jadan being the guy that everyone yeah. knew, like knew did the thing, uh, and it's like Worf, bring him to to the brig or whatever the fuck they were doing. And Worf looks over and says, "Oh, I am never going to have another Klingon friend." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like Jadan trying to be like, you know, we'll. I can hook it up. I can I can get your, your name cleared. Who the fuck does this xenobiologist or whatever he was know? Well, I mean, he was obviously a spy. Oh, yeah, that's not, true. Uh, not what he claimed to be. I think we're going to find out more pretty soon about the Romulan-Klingon connection, and I think it'll probably become more clear what who Jordan probably works for. Is it anything like the Rainbow Connection? It is. Oh, cool. So that's coming up, I know, in a couple weeks. Cool. So looking forward to that. Are these the last episodes of the season, or do we have a couple we more? We have a couple no. more. We've got a couple more, but we're getting there. Wow. This is like pissing by. It makes yeah. me kind of sad, because like, now that we've gotten to the good times, they're quite good. Yeah, there's some great stuff. Don't oh. worry, we got all of DS9 to go, and DS9 has a lot of good shit in it. How many seasons is DS9? Seven. seven. Holy shit. TNG, DS9, and Voyager are all seven seasons. Isn't Voyager not very good? It Voyager has a lot of good stuff. That's the Voyager does have a lot of good episodes, but I think, you know, I've said this before, but I think Voyager... It is far less consistent than either TNG, mid to late TNG. Yeah, yeah. It's or a, I wouldn't DS9. like. Don't count full first and second season or TNG. Yeah, will, will yeah. But like in terms of even. like, I feel like I feel like TNG has a pretty good run from third to through sixth season. Not what's wrong with seventh? Seventh's got some weak shit in it. Oh, um, we'll get there. But it's not. It's not. It's it's still not nearly as bad as first season. Well, don't you always kind of have to assume that the final season of a show probably isn't that good? Unless they like planned well, it that they way, actually yeah. planned they, their obsolescence. Yeah, but they, they, they went in good. knowing they were that was their last season. I th- in fact, I think they were rich. I think I read somewhere that Picard or like the char- the actors were basically signed for six seasons, and then there was like seventh season might have been tacked on mm. as a bone as like an extra season. You know, but it was still bonus. pulling down really good ratings when it ended. Yeah, but so yeah, they kind of so they, they went out on their they terms. Just oh, okay, I see. Yeah, you know, they like they went out knowing it was their final I mean, season is, and they build up hard, to a finale. You know, it is hard to overstate just how like you think like people are like oh Star Trek that's like nerd friendship, but like it is hard to overstate just how popular Star Trek was in the nineties. Oh yeah, I mean it was because well, in the sixties too. I think it was pretty big for what it was. Yeah, I think it was more cultish in the sixties and like kind of. You know, it was more of an. It was actually kind of a more underground thing. It was popular. It was more of a kid show. Mm. Uh, so it was popular with kids, but I think the adults that were in the room weren't really watching it. Mm. And that's probably why. Tos. Yeah. No. Lots like lots of like renowned people really liked t- Tos. Oh, I'm sure, Eddie Murphy I'm, was a big fan. I'm yeah. Sure, yeah, but he was a kid in the '60s, so. No, but like uh, they, that's what I'm saying. It was a kid was show a, in the '60s. There was a big deal that in the write-in campaign, it wasn't only like the the bulk of letters that came in, but there was letters from like scientists and astronomers. Oh yeah, and I think that was why it got saved, you know, <laughs> twice really was because. Because they realize, oh, it isn't just kids. There are there is a fan base of adults that are watching this. You know, consumers. Yeah, no, I think you're right in that. TNG did have sort of a a broader yeah. appeal. Like I know my um, you know my father watched it. Not that he doesn't like science fiction, but I think it's the only Star Trek he sort of tuned into on the regular. Like I don't think he followed DS Nine or anything like that. My cousins were big fans. Yeah, my cousin's son is named Wesley. Hmm. Not because of that Wesley. It was a different Wesley, wasn't it? But it was oh, still was it Star down? Trek. Corporal Wesley, Captain Wesley, 
somebody that wasn't Wesley Wesley? The only other Wesley from fiction I know is uh, Princess Bride. No, it was after Star Trek. It just mm-hmm. wasn't that Wesley, I don't think. Yeah. Was it one of Kirk, Kirk's friends? I don't remember. That's Finnegan. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It was TNG, was it, I'm was pretty there sure. Commodore Wesley? I don't know, maybe. Was I just know that they Wesley? were huge TNG fans, and I'm pretty sure their kid is named after. So, two, two final thoughts for me on this one. You know, they're having their little Inquisition. I've, I've appointed you counsel. It's Commander Rika. I was like, oh, this kid's fucked. Like, seriously, I know we said it before, but for Christ's sakes, get a lawyer on the ship. I mean, Riker, Riker, did, okay. Riker did almost get Data killed, so... <laughs> and yeah. also, he did tell the kid not to answer the question. Yeah, but, like, that's literally all he did. And yeah. he also directed this episode. Yes, did I noticed he? that. Which oh, shit. is yeah, the main him. reason he's barely in it. But, yeah, that, that's another thing, though. Going back to the get a lawyer on the ship thing, like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is, like, the, the third or fourth legal proceeding that yeah. has occurred on this show where there is no qualified officer to deal with it. Hell, I was surprised that when, you know, there was this whole, oh, this the the, th- the finger exploded, we should look into this, and they actually brought in a specialist out of retirement to look yeah. at it instead of just making it Picard's job. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Picard couldn't figure it out. He, well, his, his Dixon Hill wasn't that sharp this week. Well, no, it is that you can't have Picard go on the witch hunt. You need to bring in someone else. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, have like this is a situation where if instead of a counselor on board, it was you know it was a counselor. She was, it was counselor. It was, yeah. yeah, it was Counsel Troy <laughs> instead yeah. of Counselor Troy. You know, if Troy was the ship's lawyer, yeah. That would have been cool. And she's a Betazoid. Yeah. You know how good they are at this. Yeah, imagine if they had done imagine if they'd taken that tact with the with the Betazoid species. Instead of being the, the emotional uh empath support they, they were like they were like the ga- like the greatest <laughs> the greatest lawyers litigators in of in the galaxy and mm. you know, that was someone to have on. That would be fun. Yeah, that would have been better. Also maybe they would have let her be in a sensible uniform earlier. Nah. Yeah, nice. My other only other note was sort of a bit of a, a geeky fanboy moment is I think this is the first time since T. OS, they have explicitly stated that the prime directive is general order number one. Mm-hmm. They called That's it... a note? Yeah, it was something that I caught and I was happy. Oh. I was surprised that they've only broken it, how many times nine. did they say? Nine or nineteen? Nine. I wonder if only the writers nine? actually like, went digits. out, went through like previous episodes and <laughs> yeah. went, okay, that's a violation and like actually picked out the specific violations they were referencing. I just feel like if any captain ever gets called on it, their response can just be Kirk! You gave the motherfucker a ship again after how many fucking violations? All of them. I mean, so you got the Mintakins. You got... uh, Pen Pals. The Pen Pal girl. You have um, the... uh, I mean, would you consider um, First Contact? Because that was like a plan. That was supposed to happen. So, I mean, that it went Uh, funky. Wait, is that the film, though? No, 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 no. First contact the episode with the one um, with the, the hospital where with Riker with hurt. Riker fuck BB Newworth. Oh, but also um, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. And also, what about the one where um, Troy and Riker on the planet? Or is that the Mintakins? That's the Mintakins. Damn it! Um, justice. Oh yeah, justice. What about a mm. uh, racism planet? No, they did everything within the moors of the I world. So, so I got four, but there's there's got to be some other ones that we're missing. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, what about Lady Planet? 
Because uh, they fucked with that, right? When they, oh no, that's Justice. God damn it! No, no, you're thinking that's uh, you mean Angel One? Yes. That was the one with the women ran ran the show, and the and the men were like an underclass. Yeah. Yeah. Does that one count? I don't know because I think they were like okay to be contacted. Hmm. I don't, like that's that's the thing, right? It's only a prime directive violation if if you're not supposed to contact them. Are there any um? There haven't any time travel episodes really have there yet. Not unless you count um, the one where Yar comes back to life. No. Because yeah, I feel like anytime there's a time travel episode, you're going to end well, up... But there wasn't, that a, un- wasn't that a universe future. travel one? Yeah that, was a... A, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a violation. That was just a, the universe got fucked. <laughs> the universe was violating the Prime Directive. Mm. The Royale. <laughs> the Royale. Uh, so, the uh, outrageous I've... Okona. They were primitive. So I, f- I found this this board post. Problem here is that this person is listening like every time, so it's also episodes we haven't gotten to. But the ones we have had, Pen Pals, yeah. Yeah, obvious. Yep. Who Watches the Watchers, yep. uh, we haven't gotten to that one yet. Why Justice, I don't know. Monster. Because we are counting Justice. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. This is under... Well, so they her up on the ship and freaked her out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've got Pen Pals, they've got these, these ones are under like, arguably, and then debatable, but still, there's Angel 1... Uh, symbiosis, the hunted. Which one is that? Hunted. Uh, we got is that the yeah. one? Broga Dinar. Oh, the the space Rambo. Oh right, the sp- I wouldn't call that a. Pre- well, they, and they had this one. They're debatable. Yeah. What about up the long ladder? I mean, they did talk to Irish. Well, what? they did kind of get that's involved. That's not a, that's not prime direction because they're your people. That's true, but they were like uncontacted like how how far removed do you have to be before they become a an uncontacted pre-warp civilization those because those irish were definitely not advanced advanced society Mm. they were living with pigs uh the high ground picard and the crew become more entangled than they intended in the russian civil war I think the debatable ones are a really really loose definition yeah when they and again they even admit this here devils do um, While Arger was a phony, Picard could be considered to have over-involved himself in the spiritual evolution of the Ventaxians by challenging her authority. Stretching okay. it. Didn't they reach out to... Though they, had, they already had a fucking outpost on yeah, the Yeah, but, but I guess... But that's true. I guess if you include in the definition of the Prime Directive, it's not just contact with pre-warp civilization. It's also just making... Using a, a position of... As a, as a interfering with the natural development of any society, mm, like, not just a primitive. Yeah, one. like because you could. So you can't even share you, technology with an with an ally. Either that or like if if you had gone down, if Picard had filmed like a political ad for Gul Dukat or something, mm. like I'd vote for that. Like that could be considered interference. That Gul would, Dukat. That would be that would be collusion, and um, we know how still a know. better president. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's if some other bigger nerd than me wants to go through with a fine tooth comb and really figure out. And also, we don't know. She didn't specifically say. Oh no, she said it was since he took command of the Enterprise. So yeah, never mind then. So, yeah, yeah, it does so not include Stargazer. I don't remember it being nine. I thought it was four. No, she said. No, nine. She said nine. Is she really? Yeah. Mm. But again, you got to figure. Just like with anything, there's like there's violations, and then there's violations. There's yeah. like there's like okay, yeah, we kind of fucked up, but it's reported and it's documented and you know, it goes in, f- yeah, in the yeah. file. It was but... all, it was all coincidental stuff. Also there's there's Oh, also just... was <coughs> did the did the initial contact with the board count? Um No, that was something forced upon them yeah. by an outside. Plus the board definitely are plenty developed. <laughs> 
tail bitty. There's also always just the possibility that there's you know I stories see. we oh, haven't yeah, seen. Oh yeah, stuff we haven't seen. But it'll be interesting. Be that's was my point though. Is like I wonder if they actually if somebody in the writing staff made a call like okay these are nine instances. Yeah, we or if they saying. just picked a number that seemed reasonable. Yeah, possible. Why wouldn't they show us the other episodes though? I wonder if Farpoint would count. Because, I mean, they were, well, I don't know. It's hard mm. to say. Yeah, again, it, it depends on what your definition of the Prime Directive even is, which, again, the show can't even always seem to settle on, mm-hmm. so. Anything the one more? with Junior. They killed Junior's oh, mom. Oh, that's true. That should that should definitely count. Mm. Uh, that was an act of self-defense, though, so it's tricky. Also, are they a civilization? Mm. They found more of them. Yeah, but, but they could just be a oh, sort tin of a... Man. What about tin Man? Does this Transfiguration one count? That was actually under their stretching it uh, one. But I could see that. They do interfere with the politics of that culture, even if the politics are disgusting and fucked up. I think I think, I think, think Tin Man would count because <coughs> Tin Man was just going to die out there. And then they, Although that, they, yeah, agreed. they, they let Fucko beam over. <laughs> Fucko. Well, except that, that was basically a violation he was ordered to do. The Federation was like, "Go take a look well, at this thing. Was, well, bring this more, guy." Yeah, he was, but he was more. I feel like, I feel like, at the end of the day, the bigger goal was just keep the Romulans away from it. True. It was really Fucko that that yeah. truly <laughs> Fucko to the Prime Directive. On that. Sure Fucko, Fucko foobard that shit right I'm in the Fucko the clown. What? <laughs> Yikes! On that note. On that note, anything else on these shows? I don't think oh. so. Maybe Fuck next week we'll have some sci-fi. We might, but I do. Know, I don't know if we'll have sci-fi, but I know we're gonna oh, have, no. have, oh. have our favorite mom. Oh no! Uh, she, she is back. She is she like a Romulan. She's, She's back. back. Loxana <laughs> uh, Troy will arrive in half a life. Save me. Half a life. That's next week. Also next week is the host. The Host. Well, how about the Packlands? Is the Packlands breaking in the Prime Direction? Prime Directive? Prime Erections? Prime Erections? I mean, the they... fact that the Geordi beamed over and fixed their ship. But no, he was very careful not to break the Prime Directive by okay. not giving them technology <coughs> that they didn't have. Okay. Yeah. So, tough one over there, but possible. Mm-hmm. Po- po- certainly, certainly worthy of the JAG officer taking a look at it. Oh, wait, we don't have one. <laughs> but Picard was on the ship at that time, so it wasn't his call. That's true. Regardless. He was he was off getting his uh, his old ticker talked. Yeah. Talking to Wesley. Yeah. Oh, Moriarty should count. Moriarty definitely uh, wasn't ready to to learn about this, about the the spaceships. But, but he, he found it on his own. But he weren't thing. real. Mm, but he yeah. were real. He wants to be a real boy. <laughs> And when he told, and when he told that poor other holographic guy that he that he, his wife and kids weren't real. Oh God, I forgot about that. That is so <laughs> sad. Uh, anyway, so those are coming up next time on our show, a Star Trek Star to Steer Her by the Star Trek podcast. Uh, What's the other one? Half the a host. life and what? Half a life and the host. Just the host. We'll, uh, find, out we'll find out next week. It's that thing the priest gives you towards the end of mass. Hey. It's uh, it should have been called Symbiontis. I don't know. I got wow. Anyway, uh, so those are coming up next week on A Star to Steer Her By. Until then, you can follow us, keep up with our Cardassians on Facebook, nice. Twitter, and Tumblr, where we are SSHB Podcast. You can also find our podcast on SoundCloud.com or on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. 
Until next time, my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. And I am not a married man. Thank you.